Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. This is a rapidly changing story and uh, numbers and such are quite fluid. Let's bring in Dr. Elizabeth Richardson, Chief Medical Officer, Public Health, City of Hamilton. And she is with us now. Doctor, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Scott. I'm sure you're extremely busy. Give us a bit of a Hamilton update here, uh, where we are with cases and how those people are doing. So we have 15 confirmed cases as of this morning, so we are continuing to see increases in numbers. We do have evidence with one that came in overnight of uh, community transmission now here in Hamilton. So what that means is we're not able to connect with the investigations that we've done so far. We're not able to see that this person is connected back to travel. Now, by far, most of the cases still continue to be connected to travel, but this is that point at which, you know, we do become concerned that there are some more cases here than we're actually seeing and that there may be transmission going on from person to person. The risk overall remains you know, unlikely in terms of an individual getting COVID, but we definitely want to make sure we are taking steps to prevent spread. So that piece about social distancing, you heard the Premier uh, today talk about it and the measures that have been taken around bars, restaurants, nightclubs, private schools, daycares, uh, community gatherings to order them to stop and not go on. That is just such an important part of this story is about the message of social distancing. What we're trying to do is prevent what we call the chain of transmission. And it's about protecting each of us ourselves, but it's also about protecting our families, our neighbors, and protecting those in our community that are vulnerable, people who are older than 70, people who are ill, who are more likely to have the severe complications that can come with this virus. Uh, How concerned are you because of community spread? And again, just to uh, uh, illustrate the difference, community spread meaning getting you you received it from somebody in the community as opposed to somebody who traveled somewhere and and brought it in. Uh, How does that change the picture? Does, does, Does that concern you more that it is spread now in the community? It does, because, you know, what we're trying to do with this virus, we do we did think that it was ultimately going to spread at some level. We were trying our darndest across the globe and across uh, Canada to get it contained, as we were able to do with SARS, but uh, we're concerned that it would begin to spread. And essentially, we're trying to protect healthcare system resources and protect the people who are most vulnerable, reduce the overall number of cases. Um, both so just people don't get sick, but also to make sure we preserve our healthcare system resources for those who are most vulnerable, who may need a ventilator, who may need to be in the ICU, who may need to be in the hospital um, because of complications from this. So this is we're quite concerned that we see the community transmission, and that's why they've stepped up the measures. That's why the premier has declared an emergency. That is why we're stepping up the measures to ensure that the people can as much as possible be supported in social distancing. We're not shutting down the province, as the province said, but we are asking people to be very mindful as they go about their day-to-day, you know, as much as possible, stay about home, you know, don't make any unnecessary trips in the community, make sure you're thinking about those people who are vulnerable because we really want them to self-isolate at home and get some support so they can stay there, to have groceries brought to them, to have um, medications if they need them brought to them. We've seen, seen some really great things in the healthcare world already in terms of of virtual visits and those sorts of things going on. We're seeing it across businesses where we're seeing, you know, support for people to work from home, to do virtual meetings, to have social distancing at work so that uh, people who do need to uh, continue to be in the workplace 
can uh, stay as healthy as they can. Uh, you were touching on spreading in the community. I guess touching is a bad choice of words when I think about it here. Um, uh, do we know anything about that case involving the, the spread within the community uh, location? Um, is that something the public should be concerned about? No, really, when we're at this point where we've seen it, uh, essentially what it's telling us, it's really a, a marker for it happening in the community. So it's not a particular piece of the community or a particular place. We have seen, you know, that we've seen a transmission amongst family members, for example, and now we've seen transmission that's not amongst family members or with somebody they specifically knew about. So it's what it really is, is a marker for all of us that no matter where you are, these are the message, the the things you need to put in practice in terms of this social distancing. Stay six feet apart, whether you're out shopping, shop at off-peak hours, all those sorts of things. Uh, what are your concerns for the city moving forward on this? I mean, it looks like we're going to get it. We're going to see a, a few more cases before this peaks out in any way. What are your concerns moving forward from a city standpoint? So it is primarily to blunt that curve or flatten the curve. That's uh, certainly been out there on memes, on social media, and various things. And it's to make sure that people are following those those methods, that they are doing that social distancing, that they're getting support in order to do that, whether it's an elderly person who needs somebody to go out with and uh, help them with their shopping, or it's a worker who's, you know, getting support from their employer to not have meetings in their workplace, to not uh, to have space where they can spread out and those sorts of things. We do um, very much are concerned about what might happen as we move forward. This is why reducing the number of cases so we can preserve healthcare resources for those people who are both uh, happen to become very ill with COVID. And we're, we're really looking at a small proportion of the overall cases. By and large, this is a mild disease. It's just with it happening in the numbers we've seen elsewhere in first China and then in Europe, you know, with that all happening at once, it makes it difficult for the healthcare system to keep up. And we want people, you know, people are going to have other illnesses and and things happen, whether it's car accidents or it's heart attacks, mm. that we want to make sure those resources are there for them too. The last piece, you know, really is about, you know, figuring out how we live through this piece and this next stage that could go on for a couple of weeks. It might go on a little longer. Depends on what we see in terms of spread and what we're able to do in terms of containment. And so, you know, to think about how do we continue to operate? It's not shut down, as the Premier said. It's not that. How do we continue to do what we need to do to, um, you know, for example, with restaurants today, my inspectors are out, my colleagues are out um, visiting those restaurants to make sure that, that the uh, they are abiding by the Premier's order today. Right. But at the same time, they're encouraging them to do takeout, to do um, service delivery, because having food in our community is very important and having our businesses supported is also very important from an economic perspective. A lot are being uh, thrown by social distancing and, you know, a meter apart, what have you. Uh, but for example, this is March break. Kids are home for three weeks. Uh, if they played with friends that they were playing for, uh, playing with before all of this started, are they still safe if they haven't traveled anywhere? Uh, wh- wh- what do you have? What advice do you have for parents who are trying to manage this through a March break scenario? Uh, can 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 kids play together if they've if no one's sick if everybody's healthy? No, we're asking that they don't. Um, we are asking that they don't arrange play dates and those sorts of things because, you know, that's what this community spread piece means is right. that although we um, we were just seeing it amongst travelers, we're no longer seeing that now. And so absolutely within the family to 
uh, within your immediately immediate family to do things like game nights and pick up your favorite movies yep. to go outside. You can absolutely go for a walk, go for a hike. There's wonderful places you can go. Um, so all of those things are things you can do, but we are asking that um, people not come together. I know it's just, you know, with two kids of my own, I know it's very mm-hmm. challenging um, at this when you're being asked these sorts of things, but it is very important for our own health, for your family's health, and for the health of those that are vulnerable in our community. What do you say to those that might be feeling a little anxious about all of this? Sure, that's absolutely understandable. And, and you know, for me, that's that's one of the first things is to realize that what people are feeling about uh, this situation, it, it's completely understandable. Um, at the same time, I think what's really important to remember is for most of this, uh, for most of us, this is a mild disease by and large. For 80% of us, you know, it's it's not uh, a difficult thing. For 17%, roughly, we're saying um, it could be more severe. You may need to uh, be hospitalized or or need some, you know, some extra care. And then for a small percentage of us, and most particularly those with chronic diseases or people who are over 70, um, they may need to be uh, in an intensive care unit and, um, and ventilated and may go on to, there is a small portion that will go on to die. And so we have to realize that for most of us, it's not going to be um, that difficult thing, a thing that, you know, what I'd really try to look at in these situations is say, okay, I, there's things I can't control and there's nothing I can do about that. But what are the things I can control? I can control whether or not I go to go for a walk today. And that's so important for all of us to go out and get exercise. I can control what I'm going to eat today. I can control what I'm going to do today. And what can I make of today through my work? What can I make of today with my family? And so I think that's really important to do. Extraordinary times. Dr. Elizabeth Richardson has been with us, Chief Medical Officer, Public of Health, City of Hamilton. Uh, Doctor, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. I know you're busy. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.